Brothers and sisters, welcome to day 22 of our Advent series. So we're nearly there, we're on the last stretch. Today I want to just speak about the criteria. We did say that there are no hard and fast rules about listening to God's voice, but there are criteria, we could say, signposts or guidelines that help us to, to understand or to expose maybe false inspirations or... Uh, you know, desires that do not come from the Lord. So they are certain criteria, but they, you know, they help. When applied, I suppose they apply uniquely to every situation and every person's life. And I suppose we can speak about certain external criteria and then certain internal criteria. So today, the first kind of thing we could say is that this principle of an external criteria that God cannot con contradict himself. This is very helpful in determining certain inspirations. So if you have an inspiration or a prompting of the Holy Spirit that is contrary to God's law, contrary to your state in life, your vocation, uh, whether you're a married person or priest or religious, a single person, or you know what a particular occupation you, you carry, um, for example, um, you know, obviously the word of God, the teachings of the church. And we've mentioned this before in passing. But if an inspiration contradicts what God has said in these particular areas, then it's most unlikely that the, the inspiration is from God. And and this is where, you know, the next little one or two days, we'll, we'll kind of look at these um, different uh, criterias. Uh, the external criterias like scripture, uh, church teaching, etc. But for now, you know, God, God is a God of truth, and, uh, and this is one of the things that um, you know is a stumbling block for so many of us. The truth, God is, you know, metaphysically, that is the study of His existence, His being. We know that God is. Saint, Saint Paul tells us, God, Jesus, is Jesus Christ yesterday, today, and tomorrow is the same Lord. Um, it doesn't change his mind. In other words, what he has taught us is according to who he is and that that's eternal. It's, that truth exists forever. What grows in the church or maybe grows in, in our understanding is, is how we grow deeper and deeper in our knowledge of that revelation, that, that amazing, unchanging truth that is Jesus Christ. Our receptivity of that truth as we grow in understanding or, or plumb the infinite riches of Christ in the scriptures and the teachings of the church. Um, new things can come out, new things develop, but they're not contradictory to what has gone before. They have a, a perfect unity with, with that truth. Um, take, for example, maybe the church, the inspiration to reserve Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, to reserve Jesus... Uh, in a monstrance, to have exposition of the Eucharist in, in the monstrance. That wasn't there in the early parts of the church. But did the church not understand that this was Jesus? Of course the church understood this was Jesus. The church understood the Eucharist was the body and blood of Christ, that it, bread and wine in the mass changed into him. And that, and that, you know, that we are to receive him. But as the church grew in her deeper, deeper reflection of this, realized that, well, this is the Lord. So can we not spend time with him? Could we not keep him for adoration outside of the context of mass? Because Holy Communion in the Eucharist was kept mainly and reserved for the, for the sick. 
um, and it was kept in a tabernacle just for the sake of the, if someone was dying or, or those were really sick. And then people started to pray before these tabernacles and started to experience the fruits of, of, of being with Jesus. And so then the church, this was an inspiration. I don't know exactly where it began, if it began with one priest or in one particular village or church of where the monstrance was first used. But uh, so for you, for those of you, the monstrance is, you know, that the gold uh, or whatever instrument is used to suspend the host uh, so that we could see Jesus face to face and be with him. And so... But that was an inspiration that, that, that didn't contradict any of the teaching of the church before, that, that this was Christ. But we grew in our understanding that this is Christ and that we, you know, started to see the fruits then of, of, of the inspiration of all the healings, the inner healing of being with Christ. So this is just an example of how the church has, we could see something new, but that has just grown from a deeper understanding of what was already there. And many times in our own life, inspirations are like this, that they, you know, God could be asking us to do something new, but it doesn't contradict the, 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 the truth of, of, of our states in life or the word of God or the teachings of the church. So this external criteria is very important. Doesn't, does my inspiration contradict anything that God has said or done in the past?